Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX podcast. Hi, everyone, and Happy New Year. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX podcast. I'm Sean Jackson, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Kubra, and your host for this episode. In 2022, we had an amazing group of industry experts join us to talk about what's new in the world of customer experience. During the year, we discussed a wide range of topics, from the latest and greatest in the payments industry to how the clean energy transition may affect customer experience. Our guests shared insights and some trends to look out for in the future. Now, we covered so much valuable information that we decided for our first episode in 2023 that I would walk you through some of these highlights from last year's episodes. Getting up to speed on what the experts are talking about will help set you up for success as you consider your customer experience goals for the years to come. Now, although we saw the highest number of COVID cases at the beginning of the year, 2022 was all about coming back from a global lockdown. Despite overturning the majority of precautions and mandates, the pandemic has permanently changed customer behaviors and preferences. So, what were some of these changes? Well, during our two-part episode covering the future of payments, Steve Ryan, Principal Product Manager at Kubra, shed some light on how the pandemic shifted customer expectations. You're bang on there. The pandemic has changed a lot um, for a lot of people and, and specifically in the payment industry as well. Uh, cons- uh, the consumers now are, are going more and more accustomed to you know, their online interactions, whether that, that's shopping for the, the holiday season, it could be you know, grocery shopping. Um, and it's also opened their eyes to managing their personal finances uh, differently as well. So a lot of changes um, impacting a lot of people. Um, and, you know, these individuals are more, I'd say, digitally proficient um, as a result of these changes. And they're expecting and comparing uh, their overall digital experiences now to the likes of the Amazon or it could be Netflix or who's getting who with Uber, Uber Eats, right? So a lot of changes, good and bad. In part one, we established that the contactless payment norms that emerged during lockdowns played a huge role in the surge in digital wallet adoption rates. In part two of the series, Steve also shared his thoughts on the unexpected impact social distancing had on the use of digital wallets. Now, here are some key takeaways from our Future of Payments episodes. The popularity of digital wallets uh, was already ramping up, but it was, you know, again, the pandemic that really hit that accelerator for the, the adoption of these uh, means of payments. In fact, I think it's over the past year, digital wallet spending actually surpassed cash as the most popular payment method Amazing. for in-store pur- purchases. Amazing. But again, no surprises there because they want contactless payments, right? So the appetite for that secure contactless payment option is higher than it's ever been. And it's expected to increase um, as we move on. You know, these individuals that we we keep saying they're digitally proficient, they're on the hunt for that safe, easy to use, contactless payment, and digital payments are are ticking all of those boxes right now. You know, you look at it from 
a user perspective. It, it allows the consumers to go away with physically carrying a wallet. Right. All of their payment information is stored securely on their device. Online transactions are streamlined. Um, it allows them to to shop and pay quickly. Um, you know, you, again, I always go back to that skit in Seinfeld where he had Costanza with a big wallet, right? <laughs> you know, he's got a bad back because his wallet is so heavy. Well, now everything's stored on your digital mobile device. You know, it, it allows you to organize your information. Um, it's easy to access and it saves, it saves time, you know, shuffling through your, your wallet or, you know, you're going through the drive-thru with your wife and she can't find her wallet because it's in yep. that purse that's got everything plus the kitchen sink in it, right? So it, it solves all those issues. Um, and, and the nice thing is too, what people fail to remember is it, it adds that additional layer of security that right. uh, customers aren't really sharing their information with the billers now. Um, instead of payment information, you know, being on your card, it's now encrypted. E-wallets are also restricted from biometrics, um, you know, utilizing passwords, finger checks. It could be a face identification, could even be two-factor authentication. So there's so much more security built into the digital wallet, and more and more people are realizing that. Um, you know, Juniper research showed that the growth in the popularity of digital wallets isn't a short-term thing. You know, it's, it's something that's going to continue. Now, for those listeners who are new to digital wallets, Andrew Packer, Senior Manager of Partnerships at PayPal, gives a quick overview on this very popular payment method. I mean, at its core, a digital wallet is you know, much like a regular wallet, somewhere where you can securely store payment instruments, right? Your credit card, your debit card, maybe your bank information. Um, you know, it's just a place to make sure that you have all those things handy so that you can use them in the digital world. So when you're making an online payment, you know, on your computer or on your phone, the reason that folks tend to use them, um, is, you know, it it can vary by person, of course, but generally speaking, speed, uh, trust, uh, the utility of them. And and now even a little bit for social reasons, as you know, we expand in some of the ways that PayPal and Venmo do business. Now, while the pandemic turned our day-to-day upside down and took over the news cycle, concerns about climate change have continued to grow. The conversation on sustainability has moved from the boardrooms to our living rooms as people have started to feel the impact of drastic environmental changes. As customers get more serious about climate change and the role they can play to help mitigate it, they are looking to their utility providers to provide solutions to help them reduce their own carbon footprint. In May 2022, Rob Barnett, VP of Market Development at Kubra, spoke about how DropCounter, Kubra's water analytics solution, helps customers make sustainable choices by allowing them to easily monitor their water usage. On the macro side, you know, we're talking, we hear in the news all the time about climate change, and especially here in California where I'm based. Uh, drought, right? Like right. this is in the news all the time. It's a significant issue that water utilities are trying to sort of plan for. Um, and the risk is obviously um, one of supply, right? So I mean, talking California right now about, you know, limited supply and supply reductions um, coming into into play for, for this next water year. So when supply is at risk, water utilities are looking for ways to sort of manage demand Um, And so water efficiency programs that include uh, rebates for more water efficient appliances, for example, 
or even educational software like ours that can really help manage demand um, and improve customer experience at the same time. Um, but it's really solving for, you know, the supply risks that are being driven by climate change and ultimately drought. Um, maybe going down a, a few levels below uh, some of these larger sort of global trends. If you look at, at a general household, um, you know, I pay a water bill just like everybody else. And I see my water rates going up um, and they're consistently going up faster than any other utility um, that I actually pay for. And so, you know, getting a little bit more in tune with my water use and trying to manage um, that monthly expense is yep. top of mind for me and certainly top of mind for, for most other households. And so water efficiency certainly comes into play. And then kind of at a personal level, I mean, I think that there's much discussion around, um, you know, an influential and large um, group like millennials, uh, the fact that they are in fact buying homes, they're paying water bills, um, just like everybody else. Um, and there's more of a focus with this particular generation than perhaps those before in terms of making choices based upon um, the sustainability outcome, as opposed to just the financial ramifications. So um, as we see more people, you know, using water and paying for bills, um, you know, their choices and their behaviors are very much being driven by um, conservation and sustainability, lowering their water footprint, just as they would lower their carbon footprint. Here's another impact of more environmentally conscious customers that should be on your radar. Despite utilities' efforts to prioritize the clean energy transition, some predict the rise of a new type of customer within the next two decades. President and CEO of Electricity Canada, Francis Bradley, believes that increased energy consumption and lack of renewable energy sources may result in more prosumers, that is, consumers who produce and consume their own sustainable energy. Here's what he had to say about the effect of the clean energy transition on customer experience. We're going to see the evolution of, of what a lot of people are calling the, the prosumer. So, so even the nature of being a an electricity consumer itself is going to change. So, you know, if you project forward out to 2050, uh, how are we going to be able to uh, to to uh, produce and deliver the amount of electricity that's going to be required? And by some estimates, we're going to need two to three times more uh, electricity than we're, we're using today. And so, the only way we're going to be able to do that is by pursuing every single opportunity of non-emission electricity. So, you know, from a, a generation standpoint, that means we're going to need more hydroelectric power. We're going to need more wind. We're going to need more solar. We're going to need, uh, you know, carbon capture and utilization. Uh, we're going to need probably small modular reactors. But from a customer standpoint, we're also going to need more distributed energy resources. Uh, so, you know, increasingly the customer is going to be part of that, that energy, uh, energy economy, not just as a consumer, but as a producer. Uh, you know, we, we will increasingly, between now and 2050, see uh, more and more customers having, for example, solar panels on their roof. More at a community level, um, uh, solar and wind and district heat. And so that's really going to change the nature of what is an electricity consumer and who is an electricity producer. Well, in some cases, that's going to be the customer as well. Now, as we begin a new year, it's difficult to predict what 2023 has in store for us. However, one thing's for certain. 
customers are constantly evolving and their preferences will continue to change. Malina Kaija, co-founder of The Turn Lab and an expert in customer research, believes that organizations will need to be customer-obsessed to stay on top of these changing preferences. Here's what you need to know about how personas help you gain a better understanding of the customer journey. Approaching this with an infinite mindset versus a finite mindset. Okay. So personas and customer journeys are something that should constantly be be evolving. The moment you go about this going, okay, I'm going to develop something, set it and forget it, you're missing the point. Our, your consumer, the market is constantly shifting. It's like operating in quicksand. So you have to be prepared and ready to dive in as an organization to be thinking 10, 20 years down the line to be getting ahead of your consumer consumer and really thinking this work is never done. Once you're there and you're ready to approach this with an infinite mindset, you know, it's really about research, 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 more research. And it's a combination of art and science. It's not, it's not rocket science. You want to make sure that you have a really good balance of qualitative and quantitative research and that you're not operating in an echo chamber. So make sure you're doing internal, external stakeholder workshops, developing and deploying surveys to internal and external groups, layering that with syndicated research like Enveronics to give you your best chance of a 360 view of who this group of consumers is. Now, to close things off, let's go back to Steve's episode on the future of payments, where he rightfully pointed out that the younger generations will continue to seek digital-first experiences. Keeping tabs on their preferences and needs is crucial, as they are your future customers. Now, in light of these findings, businesses need to partner with innovative service providers like Kubra to help them accomplish the digital transformation they need to meet current and future customer expectations. Technology continues to evolve at a fairly swift pace, um, and it's having a a massive impact on our our preferences as consumers. You know, one thing that is is clear, um, you know, all signs pointing to increased demand for digital experiences are here and here to stay. Um, Nothing's going to change that. And with that, you know, with the coupled with the, the pandemic itself, and more tech-savvy customers becoming the target audience for utilities. So again, you know, speaking about my 12-year-old yep. daughter, eventually she'll yep. be one of their customers. It's only going to speed up um, their requirements to to switch and shift to a digital experience for those individuals. Um, it's you know, it's it's pretty clear the digital revolution is no longer coming. It's here. It's been here for a while, and billers need to adopt fairly quickly. There's no time to think about what it is that they're going to be doing now. And at the end of the day, payment innovation uh, will continue to be key to satisfying our customers in 2022 and way beyond that. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you feel empowered to tackle any customer experience challenges that come your way this year. We already have some exciting new episodes and guests prepared for 2023, so please make sure to tune in bi-monthly. Bye-bye for now.